1: What is going on everybody? It is episode 92 of Pop Culture Crisis. I really felt like I screwed that up. I did not screw that up. I did that all right.
2: Mm-hmm. My name is
1: Brett. I'm here with my co-host. Introduce yourself, please.
2: Hey, I'm Mary. How you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Doing Brett. fantastic yes
1: that's awesome that's a uh, it's one of those days where uh i i kind of do this thing where when i'm starting <laughs> i worry that i'm going to start tripping over my words and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy Good yeah work. uh someone who doesn't uh trip over her words while on air is our other co-host introduce i yourself, definitely
0: sometimes do trip over my words <laughs> it's a real problem it's an occupational hazard of being on air i am Sap i typically produce timcast irl but every week on wednesdays except next week I am here because I'll be in Nashville next week Traitor. with the Daily Wire. Ha 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 ha! It's gonna be fun. Traitor. Too bad. Traitor. Too bad. It's not fair. Ha, I know.
1: I, wish I do, Does anybody? You might. You'll. You'll probably start looking into this the more you do the show. Now that you're here, but do you ever count your ums or worry about your ums when you're speaking?
0: Yeah, a little bit.
1: That's like one of those things where like I noticed it when we first started re- like rehearsing the show they like try to limit your ums but you can't get away from it entirely and there's plenty of like youtubers and podcasts that I listen to where they definitely don't edit out the ums yeah. like some of them do but there's always like especially if you're listening with like good headphones you can hear the pops where the edits go and that's almost more annoying to me
0: I have a great deal of respect for people who don't um a lot like Jordan Peterson is very very careful he makes a point of being super careful he about- like
2: his but worst. his silences are so meaningful. That's
1: yeah, he's like, "Why would I um when I can cross my legs, put my hands on my on my knee, and look really yes pensive. He <laughs> yeah,
2: looks so dramatic it, yeah. and pensive. <laughs> his, We're his... all waiting for the next. Exactly, the so wise.
1: My favorite is the is the GQ interview when they they light him like he's the devil. It's like the yeah, harshest right? black <laughs> like blacks in the harshest whites you've ever seen, and he's <laughs> he's supposed to look like Satan, but he's got his <laughs> hands crossed. I was like, he can't be that threatening. The guy's like wearing a he's like wearing <laughs> he's like, wearing like a cardigan. cardigan,
2: such a Gentle, yeah, yeah, exactly. Look at
1: this distinguished gentleman. It's, uh, <laughs> it's great.
2: Look at the way he's sitting. Yes, exactly. That's that's what I think we
1: should we should see if somebody's done that on. on like, that's got to have been done by now, right? I'm I'll sure.
2: do it for the first time if it hasn't.
1: Yes, that's we have to do that. So uh, we had a bunch of stuff to talk about today. We're going to talk about the Northmen's uh, Alexander Skarsgård, who uh, is related to like all the Skarsgård's. Yeah, uh, we were looking up that earlier. It's A clan.
0: I knew it's that a dynasty. Yeah, if you will. yeah. it's I, like the um. Uh, Hemsworth. Yes. Yeah. It's like uh, a I mean,
1: family. there's uh, the con, like Scott Kahn, James con, uh No, no fans I don't know the there. Uh, that James con's a very old school Hollywood actor. But uh, there's all sorts of films. I was telling her about this earlier that I was telling Mary about this earlier. Like, if you go and like on IMDb and you look up anyone like who's married and you just go on the down the IMDb rabbit hole, you'll see like they're all related to each other in some way, shape, or form. The weird web. Uh, it is. Uh, and, and, it, and it runs from producers. Like the the general rule is like if you look up a celebrity uh, relationship online, and whoever they're married to. If they have a picture on IMDb, it means they're in the industry in some way. Otherwise, there would be no reason for them to have a page. I don't there. think I have a picture. Uh, yeah, we don't have pictures. Uh, Just... You probably have one now. Uh, that I? Uh, uh, <laughs> I? will have to check after the show. I'm curious. Um, like that—that that blew my mind when I, I found out we know. had IMDb's yeah. here. I was like, I'm a producer. I didn't
3: even know Fun. that. Yeah.
1: So we're going to talk about um, Alexander Skarsgård and his comments about the incredibly ridiculous nature of Hollywood culture. Mm. We're going to talk talk About uh, Warner Brothers working to figure out just what the hell they're going to do with Ezra Miller because it's becoming a problem. It's becoming
0: a problem. It's becoming <laughs> a
1: little bit of a problem. We're going to talk about Selena Gomez and this genius choice she's made for her life regarding the internet. And then we've got Podlock. we got a bunch of stuff. So if you ladies are ready, I say we just go We're ahead ready. and get We're so into it. Okay. Yeah. So, topic number one is the Northman actor Alexander Skarsgård spills the beans on the incredibly ridiculous uh, Hollywood culture, and it, I mean that's like saying water is wet, really. Yeah. But uh, I wonder how much of it is because he's he's Swedish, so maybe he doesn't feel as connected to the culture as say someone who is born in re- you know born and raised in Hollywood or just in the United States. Mads Mickelson is a lot is like the same way. He mm. talks about how he does like American movies, but it's more like. It's like a supplemental like he can make a lot of money doing Hollywood movies and then he goes home and does Danish movies uh, in his home country because he feels like there's more he's more culturally connected to the environment there. Uh, And here is just you get your name out by making movies here, but you can do your passion projects at home. Uh, and I'm sure in just, there's different cultures between the U S and Sweden, I'm sure. Oh yeah. Uh, and that's beyond just, I mean, even that's insulting to us as like Americans, like as if oh, sure, Hollywood, yeah. as if Hollywood somehow represents us as a culture in America, Ew. which it does not. God forbid. Uh, I know. Uh, so it says, uh, the Northman actor, Alexander Skarsgård recently spilled the beans on what he described as the incredibly ridiculous culture in Hollywood. Hmm. Uh, while Skarsgård's comments may not surprise many, it is somewhat refreshing to hear actors criticizing the morally bankrupt culture of Hollywood. Skarsgård's comics ca- comics comments came in an interview with the Sunday Times while promoting The Northman, which is getting fantastic reviews, by the oh, way. Oh, cool. Um, I, uh, I, I would like to go see that. Jason Hawk, Nice. Uh, an old-fashioned... Um, uh Viking revenge story is yeah. something that we have been sorely lacking. I haven't uh,
2: seen it, but I want to see Anya Taylor Joy. Yep, I just like her. It's yeah. got
1: Willem Dafoe, who I always call William, even though I know it's Willem. Willem. it's also got Bjork in the movie, and I, I didn't. No way. Yeah, it's got That's Bjork awesome. in the movie. Like I, I watched the trailer, and I was like. Is that? And it's so
2: fitting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. Perfect.
1: Uh, but I was like, uh, the first time I saw the term, I'm like, am I having a stroke? They got all the Vikings
0: <laughs> they could in one place. <laughs> they,
1: they found them all. Yeah. They, like, uh, awesome.
0: Viking
2: they, princess. They, they, yeah, exactly. They, they
1: didn't get, uh, what's her name from, uh, from the show Vikings. Uh, I always forget her name, but yeah, she, she's great. Uh, so it says, uh, from here, from there, he elaborated in meetings. People are really insecure and eager to please, but it's a strict hierarchy. If people at the top say something is good, people fall in line. Yeah, that is a problem. Yep. Uh, uh, in, in a world where you can't, uh, uh, full of yes men, uh, it's actually how the how awful movies get made right now. Like yeah. a lot of them is like, I'm sure, like whenever like uh, um, Kathleen Kennedy greenlights something for Star Wars, and they're like, I don't know if that's necessarily the best idea, but no one can really tell her no because she's, she's at lady? the top of the food chain at Lucasfilm. Yeah. Um, so when they make these changes or they uh, they work to really micromanage their directors, there is no one to really tell them off because they hold so much power over the rest of the, the people. And so how many movies, uh, there have been about 15 times we've done a segment here called Who the Hell Asked for This? Where <laughs> I talk about segment. nobody in the world actually. My favorite is that they're making a Gumby movie. Oh, what? And I'm just like nope and it's like an adult gumby like i'm like unless this is like a weird For adults. Yeah, it's like it's it's not a cartoon what? it's like a live action oh, gumby that's movie nightmarish but, yeah i, I, I was like, like that <laughs> other than somebody who's like
2: looking at me from the end of my bed like <laughs> uh, right <laughs> <laughs> other th- creepy
1: other than somebody looking to Ew. intentionally ruin their own day who the hell would go and watch that <laughs> right like maybe if you're like really self-hating and you're like what can i do to ruin my life today I know. I'll go see the Gumby uh. movie. Uh, they're making a live action Barbie movie right now, uh. which I, I have no idea how they're going to do that. Uh, that and, would
2: be cute, but they're going to make it really ideological. It so. is.
1: It is. Yep. Margot Robbie's playing Barbie. Um, oh. But remember, you can be a Barbie at all sizes. I'm sure. Oh my that, that, God. Now you can. You, you can. Get
2: Lizzo in there. Yes. Um, <laughs> well, she's big, got beautiful. Butt. Right. She, she's
1: got a reality. She's got a reality <laughs> TV show.
2: Yeah,
0: I know. Um, Um, Andy wanted to watch it the other night. I was like,
1: no. Is he trying to tell us something?
0: No. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I'm scared. It, like,
1: like You better like, go like through and look. It's fun, like, Is he looking up stuff about yeah, Lizzo on a regular basis? What's I don't want to know. That's just, that's one of those things where. I don't
0: where, know, Brett. I don't. I'm
1: good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had no, like, I had no idea why people held, held such disdain for her. Yeah, I mean, other than just being she's a pop. She's obnoxious. She's obnoxious. Yeah, basically. Um, and I just, yeah, I'll pass on the on the Lizzo. So it says that uh, he didn't stop there. He went on to say, we're back in the article now. Anyway. It says uh, He went on to say, he went on to say, also menial, trivial bullshit stuff becomes very important to people as an actor the value is placed on how important something is Uh, it can become laughable to me so yeah yeah, and, and like uh I find it weird that the, like he's in this culture. like He can't escape it there. Like, it's, it's baked into the culture of what they do. Yeah. Uh, you, you were talking earlier, you wanted to cover, we didn't end up covering it, uh, about Hollywood Homes yeah. and the size of, of of the homes they own, which is always my favorite part when they're talking to us about how we need to drive electric cars. Yeah, give me a break. Uh, and we need to like live <laughs> cheaper. Uh, or as everyone knows, like during COVID, when they were like, we're all in this together, doing their like live streams from their house and it's like it's always in like a sunroom right. with like the most or, like, expensive yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's seriously. like the most expensive looking background you've ever seen and it's just their living room Goodness like that's gracious. the annoying part like we would have to like spend money and time to make a background look that expensive it's just their camera in their living room mm-hmm. and you're just like why are you we're not in this together we're not we're, we're in not the same, same storm age. we're yeah. not in the same boat exactly. That because is- your boat is encrusted with gold
3: exactly <laughs> yeah
1: i, I do want to say that i do not um hold that against them in every respect i do think that that's a go-to uh excuse for people to be like well they're rich they have no problems
0: no you still they, have problems they still have problems they're very just happy
1: it's just different from what we deal with
0: right but if you want a life. super nice house you got to put up with this bullshit like alexander's talking about yep it's a price so, you pay
1: so he said and for them I, and i think for a guy like him he seems to be very much about the art uh, right. like that is like so you have to sell your soul a little bit in that industry mm-hmm. to make uh, like I said it was always an inside joke like Wes Craven really wanted to make like a, a just a, a, a romance like a romantic movie and they wouldn't let him because he was so good at making horror <laughs> movies so he's like like he made like a I don't remember what the name of it was like he only he would refuse to make any of the like he only made Scream three. Like he basically gave them an ultimatum, if I remember correctly. It was like, "I won't make it unless you let me make this other movie too." Oh, interesting. Uh, so Good it's for like him. for the people that are about the art, uh, that's that's got to be hard there, especially if you're from another country and you don't have the. The uh, the the type of um, culture that we have here. Yeah, Uh, it says, but I don't feel the need to broadcast that with expensive clothes or cars that radiates and insecurity. He stated when you see somebody with a one million dollar watch that's peacocking. It feels like they're overcompensating. That's always been weird to me. Yeah, like that's you look at Zuckerberg wears like the same thing every day right. all the time. Uh, the uh, I bet
2: he's wearing a luxury brand t-shirt
1: and he's got like, Maybe. he never wears the same one twice. Most likely. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. uh, but for the most part, like for them, like I, I never understood that either driving like a, like a really expensive car, but it's also, this is one of those things where the more you make it, it doesn't feel the same. like to them buying a 65 or a hundred thousand dollar is the way it would feel for somebody who makes middle-class income to buy a, a, 12, a 12 or card. yeah so yeah. It, it's all relatives but it right. just feels ostentatious to us because we aren't in that tax bracket but it's a a, a kind of a weird dichotomy.
0: Yeah, and it's true that the more you make, the easier it becomes to spend your money, and you can find higher yeah. quality stuff that'll fit the bill.
1: Yep. So it says, or yeah, and or then they, they start to rationalize with just like, you know, like uh, I have to, like, it, it'll last longer. Right, and, and or maybe my time was, is valuable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I, I do want to talk, the reason I mentioned about the, all being all about the art is because there was this other article that happened to come up, because uh, because this movie's coming out, that's why a lot of these pieces, he's doing press junkets right now for, for that movie, and he's, he was talking about how he's he couldn't get serious roles anymore because, or he couldn't get serious roles because they always wanted to take his shirt off. So wow, he's nice. he's the he's the hunky guy.
2: So that must I, be so hard. That, Poor guy. We
1: were I was <laughs> I was we were talking about um I, I was re- when we reviewed. Uh, peacemaker and there, there's a the very uh, a funny scene where not it's not even funny it's actually just annoying where the character <laughs> of harcourt who's like this beautiful blonde woman is like complaining about how she can't just go to a bar by herself and drink alone oh. I'm like then drink she's like <laughs> oh my god at i'm home. too attractive all the men are hitting on me i'm like so drink alone at your house learn
0: to mix drinks
2: and drink at home yeah not that complicated Well, she's she
1: drinking a beer out of a glass bottle drink your drink your beer at home <laughs> Well, that's
2: a humble brag, but yeah, I feel what like the heck? <laughs> it is. <laughs> right. It's yeah. absolutely
1: a humble brag, but but like, but this is also a thing in Hollywood for women, where like you know, if you're if you're young and you're beautiful, you're cast a certain way, and oh, yeah. so this is kind of interesting. Like the women will get all the sympathy when they're like, "No, I can no longer get these roles because I'm uh, I'm not 25 anymore." This guy's like, "I want the serious roles, and nobody will cast me because I'm too good looking." Really they funny. say the same thing about like certain women in wrestling. Like you can be beautiful, but too beautiful. Like they only make it to a certain certain... certain Bracket. Uh, I that. Uh, yeah, like there's there's one named Carmella who like literally will not make it past there because one she's not super great, but the joke is always like it wouldn't matter because when you look that good, you're gonna make it to a certain level anyways. But then you kind of hit the wall there right. without the without the talent. But they'll use that as an excuse to say like uh, I, I'm I'm being held down because of my looks, which I think is a funny like villains villain trope of like <laughs> my looks are holding me back, and it's not because they're ugly; it's because they're too good looking, which oh. is like oh. really mean and rude <laughs> to say to people like oh, <laughs> so he's like he's like uh he goes i don't know uh if that was the reason i wasn't getting roles uh scarred guards was candid talking about his uh inability that his looks impeded his ability to book more serious roles i imagine that this would happen to certain women as well you know uh uh, somebody who's like um, a bleach blonde, extremely beautiful. They're not going to get cast as like a, a, I mean, actually they do cast them as scientists if you're on like a CW show, yeah, but that's, that's why I was like, where can I go where the doctors all look like this? Right. Uh, and like, yeah. And you're in <laughs> your social worker looks like a, like a fitness model. I, I need to move there. Yes. Right. <laughs> so depending on what your like roles you're going for, well, it
0: turns out you'll be typecast based on how yeah. you look. Right. Yeah. But and that's, that's not really surprising
1: because, uh, uh, stereotypes exist for a reason in a lot of ways. Like right. if you were to pull, you know, you, you go and took a pic- take a picture of a hundred social workers, they're probably going to all fit within a certain mold or a hundred doctors. It's going to be, and that's why they say like men grow into their roles. Because the roles of prominence in movies and stuff for men are like lawyers, doctors, politicians, which are all things that you age into, whereas women age out of roles and that can be a problem. So he's actually like maybe he's he's going to have to age into the role of being like he can stay just as good looking, but he'll age into better to better work. That's that's what happened to James Spader. Yeah. Um, From The Blacklist, he was uh, he played the Ultron in Age of Ultron, very well-known actor. He was really, really good when he was younger, but he was just too good looking. And now, like once he like got went bald,
2: that doesn't make sense because it seems like the opposite with Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, but he, he had was, so many roles when he was younger. Um,
1: Spader was a TV uh, long-form TV more, so it was a little bit different. Uh, they were like, so he was going for lawyer roles even from the beginning, hmm. playing hmm. Uh, more ad- like he was in a show called Boston Legal, and his like looks were just starting to kind of change. Uh, but now he's like he's older, and it's almost like he looks like he's. Better like he's better. He was always that good at acting, but it comes off better because it feels deeper somehow right. because he's not super he's handsome The the uh, the uh, example I always give is like Stephen Amell who's uh, he's on a show called heels Which is a, a show about professional wrestling. He used to play the green. A- he was play arrow on the show arrow oh, Yeah, and he was like he would do it's this cheesy C- CW show and he would have these moments of incredible acting But nobody would really care because he's just got his abs were incredible and nobody really is like, you shouldn't be able to be that good if you are also that handsome. (laughs) So he's actually pulling these great moments out of this arguably not very good show And people just kind of discount it because you're good looking. So, and I'm sure the same thing, and this will happen to women as well. Uh, but their roles tend to be more beauty related when they're younger. I don't know if that's, we would necessarily say that's true now with how much activism television there is with everything being made around some true story, but back in the day, you know, Margot Robbie in Wolf of wall street, that role only works if you're beautiful. Uh, yeah, the, it's only
0: believable if it's you're beautiful.
1: Jordan, Bel- the character of Jordan Belfort that Leonardo DiCaprio portrays, that could have been. I mean, if you, you look at that guy in real life, he isn't that good. He's he's a yeah, he normal looking hedge fund dude. Yeah, he's normal. like you get Leo to play him, but he could have been played by a middle age actor, and it would have worked just the same because the right. gluttonous behavior is actually almost more. Uh, objectionable when you see just like a, a dude where these women would never spend time with him if he looked like that. Leo, you're like, I mean, like, he's a good looking dude. They might spend time with him anyways. Right. But uh, a less good looking dude, they're clearly doing it for the money they in that cast world. cast Jonah
0: Hill and been like, well, look he, how much <laughs> money this guy had. He was in that movie.
1: Was, oh, well, I'm sure he, he was. He was then. in that movie. Yeah.
0: He should have been in the lead role. He actually sure.
1: went to the hospital. He ended up in the hospital from snorting all the fake. Cocaine. They oh like, were
2: for real, snorting fake <laughs> cocaine. They had to I snort.
1: It was so like hi, it was like crushed high C or something like that. Or, uh, or oh
2: snort
0: no, anything. It's a like, recipe for disaster. Yeah, like yeah. Uh,
1: Hitchcock would have the method he would do, where like like the camera pans up just as you're about to do it, and then you hear the sound, but you don't actually see them do right. it. Right. There's a way around that, but it's a movie, and it's R-rated, so they're like gluttonous, yeah, just go for it. it. Yeah. So yeah, he he ended up in the hospital because of all the fake oh, cocaine. Yeah,
0: that's not good. Should have just snorted
1: real cocaine. Yeah.
0: I mean that would have that <laughs> that added, added a lot for <laughs> different
2: reasons.
1: It would have it <laughs> added a certain urgency to yes, his performance. Like, and I'm sure plenty <laughs> of them, like...
2: Get this take right, or we're going to overdose. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I,
1: and I'm sure a certain amount of them, like in their trailers beforehand had a little just for authenticity oh, sake. yeah, I'm sure. Um, you know, just to, to make the character feel real. Of course. Mm-hmm. So I, I just thought <laughs> that him having this uh, problem, not being able to get roles because he's handsome, feels like it would be more of like a, a woman's problem, but that doesn't make sense. So I had to like work my way through that mentally.
0: So it sounds like he is going to grow into this. And I wanted to say before we go that the reason for all these bad movies is that they are in such an echo chamber. And I think that being in an, any echo chamber in any kind of industry is an issue because you're going to get to where no one challenges your bad ideas. And that's, that's a dangerous. dangerous place to be. Yep. You will fail if no one challenges your bad ideas.
1: And so, I mean, that's that's why a lot of uh, at the at the studio level, it kind of doesn't matter because they've there's so much capital there now it's almost like too big to fail uh they can write it off as a loss in the next quarter like right. and most of these movies end up being like uh whether the movie does well or not it's it's all brand synergy and it's uh, uh one of these movies can fail and the they'll make their money back in toy sales if the mm. if, it, if it markets to a certain department so but yes they they need people challenging them on a more on a more regular basis otherwise uh things are liable to go bad yep so all right this Ezra Miller. Poor Ezra Miller. I, I, I say poor Ezra Miller because he very clearly seems to be going through uh, uh, something in his life right through now. Going uh, Whether that, I, I mean, I've gone through plenty in my life. It never resulted in me choke slamming women.
2: Oh my gosh. What? <laughs> I would hope not. Yeah, who does uh, that?
1: <laughs> Ezra Miller does that. But to oh, to okay. be fair,
2: he did it very gently. He did. Very okay. slowly. <laughs> I, I
1: rewatched it today. I, I was I was looking through Ezra Miller's basic criminal rap sheet, basically by looking yep. up all the stuff he's gotten in trouble for, oh and uh, the, the, there's a thing where like last it was like 2020. He was in Iceland. I like the idea that he's just in Iceland, choke slamming women, just like killing. but like like, like, yeah. but, like, <laughs> like and uh, like like they gave him the raw. Like he got in an argument about Greenland and Iceland and, and this. <laughs> that was
2: the context. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I like the idea. Well,
1: I like the idea that like he. She's like, he's, she's like uh, Greenland's better. He's like, no, no Iceland's ice better. better. And then she's like, well, you suck. It's the flash. And he's like, and then oh, like, but he, like, he takes her by the neck and he kind of gently sets her down. But it's really <laughs> awkward. You. Yeah. So between that and then he was arrested again last week or two. Uh, I think it'd be two, two weeks ago yeah. now uh, in a bar where I, he must just really hate women in bars.
2: He got really angry that they were singing karaoke. It was bothering him I mean, so much that yes. he he took the microphone out of a 23-year-old girl's hand. And then he also lunged at some guy who was playing darts in another part of the bar. Okay, the karaoke, I understand. <laughs> my, so my question is... playing darts that's not, not nice. having it. But it's like, if you want quiet, go to a library, yeah, no, not good Like, for what him. are you doing? The,
1: the question is, what song yeah. was on karaoke? <laughs> like, you yeah. know, if, if he's singing Bon Jovi, Dead or Alive, that, uh, that's fine. But if it's uh, Toto, Africa, you know, he's liable to yeah, to, to that's
2: flip, yeah, you know? favorite sure. songs. Like
1: every bar he goes to, like there's just one song that just sets him off.
2: And nobody like, knows and it is. Yeah.
1: He like his manager's like trying to figure it out. Like, so he's like, so like he can go in the bar ahead of him. Be like, look, nobody nope. put this on. <laughs> yeah. song. So this article says, is Warner Brothers really looking to replace Ezra Miller as the Flash? So in all of these instances, everyone keeps asking how the hell he's allowed to get away with this. Mm. Uh, Johnny Depp, fired uh henry cavill they won't even give him a new movie and he's like a saint compared to to most people yeah so i ask why some people why what's with the selective enforcement i
2: think i know uh I do, too. do you have
1: yeah. an idea he's i
2: do quirky they them soft boy exactly yeah long um, brown hair where's <laughs> right. eyeliner wears eyeliner yeah right. he looks like a little gay lion he does. <laughs> it's
1: true. It's true too. It, it could be that like no, it. It could be that they're like trying to like figure out a way to word it in a contract dispute and they keep screwing up the pronouns. Maybe. Uh, oh,
0: that's probably it. Like, yeah, they no, the it again.
2: Right. Oh, <laughs> I'm gosh. kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm being, I'm, being, it's hard. I'm joking. I'm Either joking. They, them, though. He's,
1: yes. <laughs> well, no, that I screwed up every time, so I'm gonna try my best with <laughs> Just this article. First
0: name only, man.
1: So, uh, th- but that's hard. Like, we were doing, we did one segment where like. Demi Lovato came up and she's they them and I had to just give up like halfway they, through them.
0: She yeah, <laughs> she's they them see exactly doesn't work I know <laughs> let's just give I up <laughs>
1: we, I quit got already. like halfway through and I just quit because I was like I couldn't get it right so <laughs> it says uh, it says in January so they talk about so not only was there the bar incidents there was him threatening like a single chapter of the Ku Klux Klan which I'm a am f- a fan that it was one chapter yeah. and, it's one very like,
2: specific chapter. local chapter uh, in what? North they, Carolina so I'm Thinking, he was calling like, them out and was like, keep going, doing your KKK bullshit and I'm going to come for you. Like, I, I
1: like the idea that he's not against the, the KKK as a whole. In general, it's just it was that just chapter. One chapter. Like, it's the world's easiest virtue signal. I just
2: want to know how they came on his radar. That, yeah. What he did they specifically do?
1: My favorite part it? is like, the, 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 like, if you're picking like the easiest virtue signal in the world, it's, the, it's like. <laughs> Come I on, hate we don't KKK like the KKK, KKK guy. Like, there isn't
0: yeah, nobody <laughs> likes them. As if
1: there's a person who's like, come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> like you're not Chill you're out. not giving them yeah. a shot. Let like, people the, enjoy things. It's, it's, <laughs> there's nobody doing that. Yeah,
2: literally like, no, one. no
1: one. Like it's, it's, it's like saying I'm like murder's bad. Whoa. And then somebody's like, hey, 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 hey. Sometimes sometimes, sometimes, Brett, sometimes it's okay. hot take here, but sometimes <laughs> oh, wow. murder. Yeah, yeah. Like that's not nobody's doing that. But that's the world we live in now where you you it's not it's not enough to just be a good person. You need to be... uh have be exalted and told you're amazing for being a good person. We now celebrate doing the bare minimum mm-hmm. in yeah. society. Yeah, it's easy. So it says, uh, okay, we're gonna go past the, his message to the the chapter of the KKK. Oh, gosh. So it says, uh, <laughs> so they're talking about they basically they talked to John Campia from uh, he was formerly of Collider back in the day, and he says like he's like he emailed like a, a source he had at Warner Brothers like eh, he's gonna do anything about this guy like What's going what up? if there's a woman singing africa from toto on set like <laughs> yeah what the heck the lawsuits could be incredible so, so when stuff was going on this is a quote from him uh, it says so when stuff was going on last week or earlier on in the week with the ezra miller stuff i wrote to somebody i knew at warner brothers and just asked hey is warner brothers going to do anything about this are you going to address this in time is there a possibility you're going to part ways with ezra miller uh, can't be revealed, uh, not really expecting an, anything to hear to hear anything back. And then last night I got a response It says, well, it's anyone's guess. It says that the person just said, we're discussing options. Yes. So they're sense. like, Looking what to do? and there 100%. was a way that there's absolutely a way they could do this um i mean the flash movies already uh like finished i believe or it's it, at the very least it's in post-production in, in reshoots get them out uh, it's supposed to be coming out like it got moved again from like this year it was supposed it's to come June, out like right yeah it's, it was supposed to come out this year now it's been moved to 2023 mm. um, um and before that it was 2020 and before that it was 2018 and before that it was 2016. Uh, so, I mean, for, the irony being that for the the world's fastest, the fastest man alive, right? being the slowest movie Very ever made. Ironic. And the
2: slowest to bring a woman yes. to the ground yes. by right. her neck. <laughs> Very slow. He,
1: he did not harness the speed force when <laughs> not, he did no, that. and you're correct.
2: And, uh, <laughs> showed great restraint. Yeah, good for him.
1: There's ways that they could do this. Uh, the There's a famous comic book. Uh, storyline called Flashpoint Paradox where basically because Barry is a, a douche uh, he, he resets the timeline and ruins everybody's life uh, and he, com- he could come back as a different uh, iteration of himself and just oh. a different actor could be playing it. It's part of the creative bankruptcy that is like multiverse thinking in these things where they can just bring people back as different actors and they're like this doesn't make any sense like but multiverse. Yeah. It's kind of like how they do time travel like but time travel mm. and you're know they like I don't know what that means Day but X yeah it's a Seriously? dance Sex so they could bring on if they wanted to bring on Grant Gustin, who just who looks so depressed to play the Flash now because it's in like season nine and he just looks exhausted. Oh. <laughs> Oddly enough, he's probably been running long enough. He's he's like ready to call it quits. But yeah. they could recast someone if they wanted to. Uh, but yeah, so there's all these charges against him. I brought it. Uh, I brought it up. I would like to see them do that, and they're already in this process because, like, they're already talking about how they're going to uh, gonna remove Henry Cavill uh, as Superman, which is a- the saddest thing alive. Considering yeah. I'm as close to a, a Henry Cavill stan
3: he's great. as a
1: fan can get, uh, given that he's like the ultimate in like respect for the fandom and like does not uh, treat. People that love these properties with disrespect, like a lot of he the does people the that work. do. Yeah. He's a he's very like he is a huge gamer. Like he was a huge fan of the Witcher games before oh, they cool. uh, in in the in the stuff in the stuff before he did the show. Uh, when he got cast as Superman, he missed the phone call telling him he got the role because he was playing World of Warcraft.
0: Oh my gosh! So he's like a certified sort of like, <laughs> what a nerd. There's a there's a really great
1: <laughs> meme. It says like it's like girls, I like dork, like uh, I I like uh, geeky guys, and it says the geeky guys they like, and it's a picture of Henry Cavill like yeah. flex as he's like building a computer, that's great. Um, so the the rumors are basically that Henry Cavill will be replaced by Supergirl. Superman will be replaced mm. by Supergirl um, in the DCEU because uh, they're replacing everyone with strong, independent women. As we know, I didn't. I uh, I held my restraint. I didn't even say women. Good there. for you.
2: Stunning. Proud and brave. of you. <laughs> it is stunning. and It's very
1: stunning. It's very brave. That's the. It, I guess it's a little bit different here because at least they're not calling him Superman and just making a woman be Superman. I mean, super Supergirl is an actual character, I guess, but it's still a ripoff of Superman. Yeah. But there, there's all like I I would rather see them just bring Wonder Woman into everything because I love Gal Gadot, um, despite the. I like her too. Despite her inability to sing uh, John Lennon, (laughs) uh, or in choosing such an awful song, um, I still think she's uh, she kind of radiates a warmth that uh, is very good on screen for her. Yeah, she's good. So they could very easily do this for Ezra Miller. I don't know if they actually will, but I don't know if this is something. Do you guys care about stuff like this? Like, d- does an actor's behavior offset matter to you? Or it doesn't have to be acting I, in anything like this. Like, does the fact that Ezra Miller seems to like to choke sl- <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yikes.
0: <laughs> I don't know. What do you think?
1: That's, a, that's an extreme example. If an actor gets into trouble, we'll, we'll just say uh, general trouble. Uh, does that affect your ability to watch their stuff or to engage with their? With I think their brand? I'm
2: pretty good at separating art from the artist, unless that, it's coming through on camera.
1: You're gonna have to learn how to do that here, my friend. Because yeah, that is, I mean, um, I'm,
2: I'm a fan of blood on the dance floor, and
1: that's uh, you kind
2: of have to forget that they're pedophiles oh yikes <laughs> oh boy. i didn't know yeah, that those,
1: yeah. i don't know who they are that's yeah. like, there's there's definitely like artists who like their politics are just awful like yeah. i love ron perlman's acting Ugh. uh ron perlman on twitter can go kick rocks like
0: uh, i have a hard time divorcing the art from the artist
1: i try my best like, i
0: try hard I, I sh-
1: what i found a, a really unique aspect of that is is like when it's like something of theirs older before I knew what their right. stuff what, what their politics, or, didn't it didn't have be politics. Or, or before I knew that they were a a, a, cho- a bar woman chokeslammer uh, <laughs> I'm likely to give them more more leeway like Ron Perlman uh, the best example is Sons of Anarchy mm. uh, is a incredible show that oh, I yeah, still yeah. will rewatch a couple of times uh, well like wh- a couple of episodes a year I'll put it on uh, and he's great in that uh, I he was okay in Hellboy that wasn't really he my okay. uh, thing but like for a lot of actors uh, the one the other example I always get is um um kirk Acevedo, who's like a television actor he's very journeyman meaning like if you've watched any amount of television you've likely seen him he's got a very distinct yeah he's a lot like hector uh the hector verse
0: yeah yeah. there's
1: there's a character in the original um uh fast and furious movie uh, named Hector is played by a gay, n- guy named uh, it's like Noel yeah, it's or the, I don't it's remember. like is Noel Gugliami or the, or Gugliami or something, something. Italian and he,
0: sounding. And Ironically he, enough, <laughs>
1: and he's he's played Hector a, a character named Hector nine times.
0: Yeah, like in his life,
1: Uh, and he's he's great. But like, (laughs) Kirk Acevedo is—he's got this really like unique raspy voice that I guarantee you've seen him or heard it. Yeah, Uh, and he has just the his politics are just very like—it's not even that they're like not mine. It's that they're not just not mine, but they're also super basic, and like. Nazis are
2: bad it's like yeah, <laughs> yeah we know that if yeah. you're anything like, but extremely far left politically you have zero choice but to separate the art from the yeah others. yeah you're forced true. to They yeah. struggle with it a lot more
1: uh, what i what's funny about it's like I, when they say that stuff i'm like are they expecting resistance like somebody's they say something that they're like you know so what like, i don't yeah. like people who do stuff that's wrong and somebody's coming in there and be like you know what you're wrong about people doing (laughs) stuff wrong. It's okay to do stuff that's wrong. Like that's, (laughs) like it's, it's a weird, like Twitter is just essentially weird virtue signaling. Uh, So a lot of it is I have to like, I'm like, they need the attention.
0: Well, they just use that as a way of painting people. They disagree with as Nazis.
1: Pedro Pascal is a good example of somebody who I very easily, I separate the art from the artist because he's annoying as hell on social media, but I loved him. I loved him in the bubble. Even if everybody else hated the bubble, but me, (laughs)
0: Um. So is Chris Evans? To be fair, yes.
1: Uh, Chris Evans is the same way. Like the smart ones, stay quiet. Uh, if even, and I'm not saying like even if they believe the same thing, right. the smart ones stay quiet because it all. just doesn't. It, then it doesn't pigeonhole you exactly. into a certain thing. And and then there's guys like Ezra Miller who, because they possess a certain identity that is at the time right now uh held to uh, a, a different standard because they would be in trouble for firing him because they would all come for him as if he was uh they were the devil for hu- like how dare you fire this person of this identity group like we didn't fire uh somebody who's non-binary we fired somebody who chokeslammed a woman in a bar yeah they
2: but you can't the same person it's sh- not even so much his violent behavior and like choke slamming women that bothers me as much as his pretending to be this harmless soft boy that's the uh that's the jordan Mm -hmm. that's the jordan peterson
1: um bit you know he's like you 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 think that uh strong men are dangerous wait till you see how wait to see weak men with who when they wield power right yeah that's a good point yep so i just i don't want to see someone like that go off the deep end but he seems to be going that way i'd like to see i would like them to be able to pull themselves back from where they are, but that's a very like 10
2: police calls the, since March 7th. He, he's also a restraining order, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Them uh, he's going them, downhill fast, yeah. <laughs> Ezra is also young. Uh, I was like, I, I mean, uh, so how old is he? He's 26 or okay, 27. So, like, I mean, I'm saying he's not that young, but he's like in that industry, There's time, Whirl, whirlwind of like fame, money, uh, influence can go to your head. And sure. hopefully work their way back from that.
0: They should try to get him some kind of help and convince him to do his own kind of personal intervention because obviously they want to keep him. They probably have a contract with him and yep. they know it would look bad if they fired him. Well, they likely have
1: morals clauses in a lot of those nowadays. Morals morals clause are very commonly baked into those and stuff involving law enforcement because it's bad publicity for the is, yeah. for oh. the studio. Yeah, so exactly. I mean it depends on how good his uh his um, His agent and his lawyers are but uh, I wouldn't be surprised for somebody like him who's I'm so sorry I keep calling him him they. Ezra. I apologize I'm I'm literally trying to make it seem that I'm not doing this to be rude it's just it's rooted in how I'm speaking so uh contracts like that tend to be very one-sided if they have enough money and power and influence but he's pretty young so he may not might not have that much sway and for something like dceu where you're signed on for multiple movies and multiple projects you're going to be held to a different standard because they they know they need to keep you around for a long time so they might have more stringent uh requirements of him so hopefully they do that and they find out they're like you know what you're we don't want to fire you uh, it may not be politically fashionable for us to fire you, but you're costing us money and bad publicity right now. Hey, man, cash yeah. rules. Yep, it's it a does. it's a money industry. So yep. Did you see this? Uh, this story. This is this. Uh, Selena Gomez is after my own heart oh, here. Yeah. Uh, she is. Uh, so Selena Gomez says she hasn't been on the internet in four years. Whoa, that's incredible.
2: That's awesome.
1: One thing. Uh, do you think that she means social media, or do you think she means the internet entirely?
2: I think she means social media because I don't know how you can function without the internet.
1: Do you think she drives?
2: She might have someone no. to do all these things for her. Exactly. I was thinking like this is not realistic for the average person.
1: Like I, cause I've been thinking like my dad uses a flip phone and my, but, but he's got GPS in his, in his car. Right. Um, these days, like I was explaining to someone how like, uh, because of the, like I've lived in the city, I let my license lapse. I haven't driven in like. 6 or 7 years or something like Jeez, that. Dude. Uh <laughs> but like I was thinking about like phones with like good GPS weren't even like really all that much of a thing back when I was driving on yeah. a regular basis so it's like now it's like back then it's like oh how do I you just had to know how to get everywhere uh, now you use your phone to to tell you to get in like or, or even if you're just going somewhere new of the day like you don't have to make plans as far in advance because you can just find stuff to do as you go right. can somebody do that really I think she means social media like she's mm-hmm. just not well, using social media she's definitely
2: driven everywhere and she has social media teams yeah. right, so, that it, deal with promoting her music and everything yeah she's doing for her that does
0: seem like a privileged stance to take like good for her don't get me wrong mindlessly scrolling social media is not good for anyone she obviously has stuff she's spending her time on she thinks the better use of her time
1: i've gone down the rabbit hole of like youtubing people who like go long periods of time without social media and they make long videos about it and the benefits of it um and it's one of those things that I uh, I would like to be able to do on a regular basis. Like I, uh, one of the big themes. Um, anybody who's followed me on social uh, social media, uh, my Instagram page would have. I mean, I don't know if there's a lot of crossover between skating and here, but uh, a big thing that I would talk about was the damage that too much time on social media would do to me mentally. Meaning that there would be days where I would go out and make specific videos to talk about how how just awful I felt and how most of that awful feeling went away the moment I went outside and just had the wherewithal to put my phone in my pocket or leave it in my bag rather than carry it and walk around with it. Uh, And the, the joy that can come from like kind of reconnecting with the world like that. But for them, I think it's more like you're just going to be constantly under assault with people having an opinion on who you are. Like we're part of that machine here in a way. That's why even when I'm joking, I try to be at least show that I'm not trying to be disrespectful, funny maybe, but not, it's not like I mean ill will towards any of these people um, because you have to, but in that job, in that line of work, they have to learn how to be able to deal with that. They can't, let it get to them. Otherwise, you end up like these people on Twitter who then argue with people. Like, did you see Cardi the meme? B. Cardi B. Did yeah. you see the meme the other day about Elon Musk? They're like, how does Elon Musk run two companies, start a third company, have uh, six kids by two women, and still find time to argue with Joe Schmo thirty-two on Twitter about why Bitcoin is awesome? Like, <laughs> I, he's Superman
0: how, as far as I'm concerned. He
1: like like, but certain people, uh, Trump was the same way. He was a sh- he, he could troll and shit post and that was like his thing. Yeah. To me that's just draining. Like I don't me, know. I you I love, love it. it. You I love get it. life I fun,
2: out <laughs> of making people angry. I think it's hilarious. Super What fun. do you love
1: about it so much?
2: Uh just getting people riled up when <laughs> I'm just chilling. Okay. It's so, so funny. <laughs> there's a,
1: there's a power dynamic to that cuz you know that it's riling them up. It's literally yeah. the old troll <laughs> meme. Yeah, it's that. that we're, in fact, I'm gonna Photoshop that over your face.
3: Later.
1: <laughs> uh, it's that meme, like where it's like you know, and, and that's real. And that term is overused now. Troll. Like somebody comes is like, I didn't really like this scene of you in this movie. I, I think this was acted that's poorly, and the direction was in yeah. the direction was kind of spotty. The trolls are coming after Like If you me. say
2: anything negative, you're a troll.
1: Yes, exactly. Like
2: I could just voice an opinion that makes you mad. That doesn't make me the troll. Yes. Yeah.
1: Right so so Gomez says that I haven't been on the internet in four and a half years. She revealed in a changed my life completely i'm happier i am more present i connect more with people it makes me feel normal the funny thing is i use that exact line it's like i feel more present Mm. In the world, when I'm not connected to my phone as much, she said growing up in the spotlight has definitely taught me so much. She explained, I can't believe that I'm where I am mentally just because how I took the necessary steps in order to kind of remove myself from that because that is just not normal. Mm. Gomez, along with her mom uh, Mandy and businesswoman Daniela, have uh, kickstarted the mental fitness company Wondermind, which provides mental health resources for free online. Uh, I really want people to understand and see, and, and I want people to be understood and seen and heard gomez said if i'm known for anything i hope it's simply just for the way i care about people that sounds very pr heavy to me yeah that's fine she's she's promoting a business just we just covered justin bieber the other day he spent like three million dollars to give like his co-worker like the people who work for him and like fans like free online from, uh,
2: from better i don't know if Wondermind is anything like better help but they're it, probably both trash they're, they're probably there's
1: they're, they're the same idea <laughs> in, yeah. in company in company idea so it's like uh, this is i i I do I do take issue with the fact that there are so many like actress and activists? I'm like, can we just not make activism cool again? Let's make activism uncool again. Yeah,
0: Ac- anti-activist.
2: Yes,
1: right? it's not just. It's not enough to just to not be an activist. You have being to be an activist actively... should be
2: embarrassing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's absolutely.
1: Not, it's not enough to just not be an activist. You should now be actively anti activist. Yes. That's mm-hmm. that's 100%. that's my stake. And I agree. I'm sticking to it. So but uh for, for Selena Gomez, she is bipolar, uh and she's been very open with that diagnosis. uh and it says she reveals how much that helped her. Um it says when I was fin- say okay where it was I? I was leaving for that paragraph when I when I finally said what I was going to say I wanted to know everything about it she's talking about when she got her diagnosis right uh, and it took and it took the fear away when I was younger I was scared of thunderstorms and my mom bought me all these books about different thunderstorms the more you educate yourself on this the more you you're not going to be afraid and it completely worked you worked in the the healthcare industry yeah. You-
0: so this is interesting what she has to say because it's actually something that jordan peterson talks about he talks about facing the dragon and he uses the story of this little boy and his family denies the existence of this dragon until the dragon is walking down the street with their house on his back and he's like you cannot deny things that are really happening to you if it 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 is transformative when you name something like when you get a cancer diagnosis yeah you'd be like okay That's what that is. Other people have had that. Here's how we deal with it. Instead of just being like, something's wrong with me. I don't know what it is. Does it mean I'm going to die tomorrow? I don't know. So she's right about like having an actual diagnosis and coming to terms with it. As far as like social media and stuff like bipolar disorder, I think that if you remove some of the outside noise from something like, mania that comes along with bipolar disorder type one right yeah i believe so Uh, it would make it a lot easier to handle
1: i did find that uh because i was just looking up for i mean obviously i'm not a doctor i'm not a medical professional but i was just i was looking up to just different information because i wanted to know uh if there were environmental causes related to it because i assumed it was just genetic entirely right that i don't know it says uh at least according to wikipedia which obviously we're not saying to trust that but just on the basis of looking this up because i was curious it says environmental Uh, psychosocial factors play a significant role in the development and course of bipolar disorder and individual psychosocial variables may interact with genetic dispositions. Recent life events and interpersonal relationships likely contribute to the onset and recurrence of bipolar mood disorders. So your your environment can play a role in how it progresses, right? That makes sense. Uh, And then it says in comorbid uh, so like comorbidities, they talk about how people with bipolar disorder often have other coexisting psychiatric conditions such as anxiety, which you know, if in these industries are very prevalent, oh, yeah. uh, just because of what they deal with, you know, that much public pressure, that much pressure to be a, to finish work on something that costs millions of dollars to make. You know, we uh, I work on something very, very uh, that that's I, I'm still putting out here that it's not on that level, but I still get anxiety worrying yeah, about you're it. You're
2: talking about it chicken or egg. Is mm-hmm. it that people with bipolar disorder are attracted more to the entertainment industry and acting? I bet they are, yeah, performing or. or is that something that comes later with the pressure of that field? Yep.
0: I feel like it's that kind of person. Cause I don't know how much you guys know about Van Gogh, but he had similar issues. A yep. lot of artists did like, Certain artists that were not successful had horrible yep. mental issues and ended up ruining people's lives because of it. Yep. Like it's a big problem.
1: So there was the article you sent me, and you sent you both sent me this article about Cole Sprouse oh, uh, yeah. saying mm-hmm. uh, child actors never turn out okay in that famous trauma. And that seems relevant to me because trauma goes along, goes hand in hand with this. It says Cole Sprouse began acting when he was just six months old, but being a child actor uh, hasn't been all funny games. And this is uh bad this is the worst kept secret in Hollywood that if you end up as a child actor, there's a strong possibility that you're going to end up with emotional trauma. Especially
2: from Disney. Especially from
1: Disney. Yeah.
0: And this is actually called an open secret because it's not just emotional trauma that come that you come by in these fields. It's very much molestation yep. and being mm-hmm. used in that way. It's really tragic and horrible and that needs to change for sure. So hopefully Cole Sprouse can do something with
1: that. He says, when we talk about child stars going nuts, that's what, uh, what we're not talking, we're, we're not actually talking about is how famous is, is a trauma. Sprouse told the New York, the New York times in a candid interview, the 29 year old explained his defensiveness over criticism of child actors spiraling, spiraling out of control, especially those mocking the experiences of young women. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I'm one of these people I don't like this is such a weird aside. I hate the term boy mom and girl dad. Yeah, I why? hate why is the I hate that it matters more that like does the woman's trauma matter more than the childhood boy does the boy's childhood trauma matter more than the girls' childhood trauma? I don't think that they should matter any less or more. I don't think that's necessarily relevant here, but it just it always seems weird that they want to boil these things down to categories. Uh how about just child trauma? I
0: think it's possible too that it affects these different genders differently as they age. Yeah, Jonathan, said
2: Haidt. the young women were so heavily sexualized yes. from such an right. earlier age than my brother and yeah, I. Yeah, that's a little different. That you can't compare the experiences. Okay. That's but there, fair. There are other experiences that the young women might not have had.
1: Yes. Okay, so right. it's his experience here and uh, that's uh, Jonathan Haidt uh, talks about this, about young women and the effects social media has had on them bad. Really uh, bad. and they're, you know, they're people are more depressed than ever. People are more unhappy than ever. Uh, you'd think that with all the technological advances we're going through, that we'd be getting happier, but we're not. Oh, no. Uh, so, he, yeah, he talks about what him and his brother went through. And a lot of these, like, uh, we were talking earlier, like, did any of them uh, manage to make it through? Like, you know, Britney Spears obviously came through with so much trauma going out related to Amanda her family. Bynes, Amanda right? Bynes is going through, yeah. she got, but she had, she's, seems both of to... them
2: are barely crawling out right. from under. Bynes, a fist. Bynes yeah. has
1: been lucky to have family that gives a crap about her, whereas Britney clearly didn't
2: but she was in a conservatorship too. Yeah, like, but her, but she was able to get out of hers. Her family
1: supported her getting out mm-hmm, of it. Her right. like her family was clearly mm-hmm. there with her along the way and wanted for her to get better. Yeah. But like uh Justin Timberlake seems mildly okay. Uh He's a little older a little, too. But I'm so, yeah, but he was part of that same Mickey Mouse club same with Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, yeah. Um like but Hillary you, Duff you're you're uh, Hillary Duff is the one that seems to have come out Pretty normal. Right. Uh, she was
2: an nepotism lost. baby though. Candi- she was kind of placed where she wanted yeah. to be. Interesting. Candace
1: Cameron uh, uh, from Full House is uh, now very successful in her adult life and seems to live a fairly normal mm. uh, existence. She did... Fuller House too. Uh, she she's famous for doing all the. Uh, if if Hannah Claire was here, she'd like she does the Hallmark movie. She does oh the Hallmark gosh, movies. Yeah, the she's Hallmark great, movies. <laughs> but she's great. But she's she's a conservative in Hollywood, or or she, I shouldn't say she's a conservative. She's uh she's very clearly is, but doesn't talk about it. But she,
0: she was a child star. Yes. I wonder if that would keep them sane if more of them are like, okay, so this is what I think is true. I know this is true. Everyone's going to disagree with me, but that's okay. I need that kind mm-hmm. of adversity.
1: She just doesn't talk about her politics, but it's very clear that she's right. not part of that. Uh, but, uh, or Miley Cyrus, another childhood star that through rough patches. Is, is, I mean, she's still going through rough right. patches. She's, uh, uh, so it's like maybe, maybe there's something to it that the women definitely like they're definitely sexualized from a younger age, which is always disturbing um, and it kind of blows my mind that this is something that is literally just talked about and it causes these issues. And, and then now we're just talking from the industry side, we're not even talking about social media side, which is what Selena Gomez was talking about. Right. She's talking about, you know, uh, Joe schmill 32 on Twitter, who just wants to come out and call her awful names. Um but you have to learn to ignore it and to right. just not care. Like uh or just not engage. Like I don't engage. Like when if people say like I get comments uh uh on stuff from time to time, like people send me messages in no way does responding stop them from... Re- it's not like you're, they're going to be like, oh, good burn on me, dude. I'm just going to leave you alone. No. I just starve them of the attention. Right. They, they want the attention. I'm not going to give it to them. Right. Uh, I will move on. Like it's, it's not like I'm going to hit him back with something and he's going to slink off. He's going to keep coming at me. Right, I don't think... I in my life, I've never sent anyone like an, like, an unsolicited, snarky message. Like, Why would you do that? Uh, th- 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 is that something you would do? I don't feel like that's something you would do
2: not not that I wrote but i bet you they I but mean, i bet you get I, it i trolled people yeah. but like that's different yeah that's like a lot different a than DM. going to a dm right yeah
1: that's the that's the weirdest to and me making
2: some personal yeah. remark mm-hmm. yeah that, that, yeah
1: that stuff never makes sense to me but that's those are different personality types like i just don't see the people who create tend to not be like that i find like if you're busy creating stuff you're not going to go tear down somebody or send some that's random true. message to somebody just cuz good point uh, but they have to deal with that in this industry and they, unfortunately they have to learn how to do it in a way that is constructive for them. And if that means going off social media, maybe that's all you can do.
0: Yeah, that I would mean, be a huge step forward for sure. Do you guys
1: ever take time away? Do you ever like, just like put your phone away and not go on it for a while?
0: Yeah, at night. Well, I, Turn like, off your phone like, okay,
1: social media, do you, do you like turn off social? Do you go away from social? A lot of people do social media detox for periods of time.
2: I've never felt that was necessary. I don't think so. I've done a detox from Twitter for a while, uh, just because of Lent a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. Or I turn my phone black and white, so it's less attractive to my my brain chemicals. Wow! Right. Wow, that's <laughs> smart. Mine does that at big, big midnight. Big brain, yeah.
0: Big mine brain does thinking. Big brain up here. Yeah. Big brain uh, thinking.
2: <laughs> Bedtime mode. Yeah.
1: I know uh, when I, I just like I just changed my phone recently and I for like two days I couldn't figure out what was bothering me and the blue light was just killing my eyes and I didn't realize it until like uh, everything on my phone like I finally did the thing where like I, I like actually transfer everything over the right way and the one thing that didn't transfer over was the blue light filter was off <laughs> and for two <laughs> days I'm like
2: what's going on why am it's I
1: really why do I have headaches um, so I couldn't yeah, I couldn't figure it out so I just I, I feel like f- for I feel for her I do oh, like yeah for all of these people, because you're when you choose to put yourself out there, you have to accept we do that here. Like that's like I didn't want to do this show. Like I did not Yeah, I know you didn't like, <laughs> at first like I like talking about this stuff and I think there's interesting conversations to be had, but I'm also a private person and am not inclined to just like inject my opinions everywhere, uh, but found that I enjoyed doing it. But it's also like you have to then take what comes with that, and that's not always easy.
0: Excuse me. I have a theory that um Justin Timberlake and Jake Gyllenhaal did better with this kind of thing because they were from the time before there was quite so much social media. I feel like the the women were just a little more fragile in general.
1: And tabloids are more likely to pick on them, I'm sure. And they were sexualized. They're right.
0: Like, Cole's right. I mean, he's entirely correct about that, and that makes their experience entirely different from males.
1: He talks about how he like he was going to quit acting when he was like after being a kid, and then like decided like went to college, got his degree, and then decided to try out for Riverdale, and they like took him. He's like, oh, so he became famous again for like another reason uh, down the line. So that's that's pretty impressive, if you ask me. And
2: Dylan has his own brewery i think
1: so isn't it weird how so many celebrities end up going into like owning like either Some wine trade uh,
2: yeah. wines
1: yeah. or uh candles or, yeah olive
2: oil yeah. what
1: what was what was courtney's company the other day poosh i, I still want to
2: know i don't know what poosh is. i don't know i don't want to know,
3: know.
1: <laughs> i have no desire <laughs> to know what the hell poosh is but, <laughs> but like like a lot of like the actors like that when i used to have a twitter would they'd advertise like this is my new wine i'm like Did you like, did you like sign up for like a winemaking
2: class? (laughs) Frankie Muniz, another child star, but who forgot his entire career. um, he, He had like some olive oil business going. Interesting. And he had
3: a
1: second career as a race car driver.
2: What? Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I that guess when you forget familiar. everything, all the doors are open. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he, <laughs> Do whatever you want. He, he, he was, a, I think, I think the injury, I don't know if the injury came from that, but he, yeah, he was, he, he worked as like, or like a, look it up. You, you'll see. He's like, he worked as a, a NASCAR. It wasn't cool. NASCAR, but it was like a stock car or something like that.
3: That's awesome.
1: He, I remember he like did like one random episode of Criminal Minds, like in his adult life and it played <laughs> a character with like trauma like wow. yeah in his like like mental trauma because he's like his wife gets uh in the show like his wife gets like murdered in front of him it's kind of taken from the the show the movie the crow which we talked about the other day and then he kind of he kind of goes like uh multiple personality disorder and is, like killing all these gangbangers uh without realizing that he's doing it and it's just funny because he's so tiny he, he's like <laughs> he's, he's not very, very big he, yeah. he's, but he's he's fairly muscular in the show for like but he's still he's like really short so it's like i don't know if i'd buy that but they're like you know if you're if you're like really like <laughs> out of it like that and you're like uh in a like a fugue state maybe like he he was like stronger so Pots but yeah he, that was a weird thing to see him come out acting knowing what i knew about him down the line yeah so yeah, yeah. um i i do take breaks from social media from time to time, uh, or at least I try my best to do so. There are other actors with uh, who is it? I saw Mariah Carey, Kanye West, both have bipolar disorder. A lot of actors. Uh, Carrie Fisher had, but and then Mel Gip- Mel Gibson. I did not know Demi Lovato. Scott I knew. Step. Yeah, uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Like more than a few have been successful Frank and managed Sinatra. to have managed to still have very successful careers despite, you know, having the conditions that they had. So that's to me is also impressive. Some would
2: even argue it's not despite their condition, but. Partly yeah, because of it there's some kind of adversity that makes them a better a better performer. artist yeah.
1: yeah so
0: this mm-hmm. gets back to that chicken and egg conversations you guys were having mm-hmm. early it seems to me like the type of person who is more likely to be diagnosed with this kind of thing might be a better artist yeah right. mm-hmm. it might just be the price they have to pay for who being is, an artist Who
1: was it that painted starry night was that van Gogh? van Gogh. yeah, van Gogh? yeah so that's you know that's
0: It's yeah, uh, poor guy
1: but uh, I have fr- a friend who uh, has bipolar disorder, mm-hmm. and he's an incredibly talented videographer, yeah. uh, an in- incredibly talented artist. And I don't know if it plays a role uh, in in that for him, but I know that it's uh, he definitely leans into the that aspect of it when he's making stuff. You know into yeah. uh, I don't know if that's necessarily the healthiest thing, but they'll say that they'll they usually, suffering for art is very very much a commonplace thing for for people who take it that seriously.
0: you can kind of draw on it and make it kind of your source of inspiration because it is a challenge and if if your life is divorced devoid, devoid of many other challenges then something like that that you can't escape is kind of useful yeah. Uh-huh. And,
1: uh, like, for me, like, I know a lot of people, like, they, they don't want to do medication because they feel it, it numbs them, right? Yeah. Um, that was, for me, like, they put me on antidepressants when I was younger, and I was and I was on Adderall for mm, almost 20 yeah. years. And it took a long time after, like, making the choice myself to go off to, like, figure out how to live without medications right um and so i understand where that instinct is for like the people who feel better without it but you know they feel better in the moment but it's more self-destructive for them long term when it's connected to your work that's got to be very hard
0: yeah absolutely
1: all right podluck we do need a theme song i want a theme song (laughs) for podluck we need carter to make a theme song
0: yeah we need like dishes clanking or
2: something great That'd idea
0: you yeah. need to do
1: that or
2: anyone listening feel yes. free to apply yeah. Send one in <laughs>
1: <laughs> make a theme song
2: yeah. send it to my dm we probably
1: go. wouldn't be allowed to use it because of cop like there would probably be like remember because they were talking the other night about <laughs> oh, like yeah. uh, can't you can't else. just have like a like you can't like you can't just like give an idea to someone they can't listen to it because of dumb yeah copyright. <laughs> <stuff>. all <laughs> right pod luck so uh, Sherlock Holmes spinoff shows in development yeah. at HBO Max with Robert Downey Jr. Uh, Mary told me that she is partial to uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's Sherlock.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: by
0: far. By no. far. No, Robert uh, Downey Jr. is way better. I
1: am of the opinion that seasons one and two of Sherlock were fantastic, if not a little bit pretentious. I think there's some pretentious... Uh, Moffat, that's, that's part of his directing. You know, he's Doctor Who, all that stuff.
0: It's possible that I really like uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s versions of Sherlock Holmes because he was produced by Guy Ritchie and I
1: love Guy. And Ritchie. we love Guy Ritchie here. it. has got Jude Law. It's got uh, Robert. Stuff. Uh, um, Martin, not Martin Campbell. I almost called him Martin Campbell. Uh,
0: I don't know. Sorry.
1: Um, the guy who plays uh Watson in in the in Benedict Cumberbatch's version. It's uh Martin. It's not what's his name. It's not Martin Campbell. It's um I can't I can't remember his name. I would have known years ago, but yes, I don't know uh, I'm supposed to remember this. Yeah, threat. I know. No, that, that's the problem with doing this job is like now it's like you're the, you're the you're culture the guy, guy. You, you know, have to everything. know everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, that's fine. I'm not gonna look the it up. The guy
0: who
2: played Watson. Yes, I uh, remember no. right after the camera Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> how it works. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, so I'm a I'm a bigger I'm actually a bigger fan of Elementary the the the, oh, yeah. the CBS version which I know is not a very faithful adaptation. I know it could be a spinoff. That's fine. I enjoy it because it's uh, it's got um, uh, uh, Johnny Lee Miller.
0: Sir Arthur Conan Doyle did enough work and did enough interesting things with Sherlock Holmes that there are enough fascinating spin-offs that could be made. I think it's basically an endless well of stuff you could do. It's
1: going to be a it's going to be a Mrs. Hudson show. <laughs>
0: I'm not familiar with that, but yeah, Mrs. Hudson like, owns, owns, oh yeah, oh yeah. Owns That's super Baker spin-off. Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that, that would be funny. That would be funny. That would be great. Well, they could also talk about Irene, the lady that Sherlock Holmes was involved with. Martin's brother,
1: Martin Freeman. Sorry, Freeman, there yes. you go. Okay, it was okay.
0: bothering him. I could tell. I, I kept. I want to
1: say Martin Campbell, <laughs> but Martin Campbell is the one who did. Uh, he launched two of the different James Bond character. He directed GoldenEye and he directed Casino Royale. Hmm. Not really relevant here, but uh, it's another Martin. <laughs>
0: different Martin. could have
1: been Steve Martin, but. It's not Steve Martin. Martin. Um, (laughs) So, a Mycroft show could be good. Yeah. Uh a, a mycroft show could be good. Irene Adler would uh, be great. That's I feel like that's if we're going to get anything in in the in in the age of strong independent, strong independent women that need yeah. that don't need no man.
0: She was we, though. She was a strong independent lady. She was
1: lady. And, d- and it was done well. yeah uh, that's what's like it can be done well. It's like they did um I don't know if either of you saw Anola Holmes on no, Netflix.
0: No, I heard about. Where it. you get
1: a very beefy uh uh Sherlock Holmes and Henry Cavill but he's not the main character. He's he's A side character in that. It's about Enola Holmes, um, which I thought was like, uh, I think my favorite description was like, like not just average, but like aggressively average. Meaning like, you'll watch (laughs) it and you'll like it, but you'll be like, I don't know why I like
0: it. It's fine. It's okay. It's fine. It's quite all right.
1: Like, in an age where this could have been really bad. uh, it's fine it's
0: Hey fine. that's a, that's Moving on up That's B, yep. B material Yep
1: So it says uh, It says Warner Brothers Has had a lot of success With their various franchises Over the last decade One of the properties That has not been seen In a while Is Sherlock Holmes series Starring mm-hmm. Robert Downey Jr uh, I'm a fan of the first one I didn't really care For the second Um for the second uh, Robert Downey Jr. one, uh, as the famous detective, the third film in the franchise has been in development for a while, but now appears to be that the two Sherlock Holmes spinoff series are in development at HBO Max. Variety reported that both series are set in the Downey universe. I hope he. I hope they call it the Downey. Downey That'd be it's gotta great. It's got to be the Downey Yes, and it can be like a picture of Robert Downey Jr. on like a Downey, uh, like a laundry detergent.
0: That'd be great. <laughs> I That's love
1: that. Wearing a Sherlock Holmes hat. That's yes. what it should be. So it says the series are executive produced by Downey Jr. Uh, and 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 Susan Downey. I'm assuming that's his wife.
0: Sounds like Must it. Must um, be.
1: Don't know. Uh, Amanda Burrell of Team Downey. Huh. <laughs> Not much narcissism. Just the, the he's like he's got the the Downey team, the Downey company, and the Downey-verse. And then they don't use Downey laundry detergent, I bet. just uh, Unless maybe he owns Steak I in the I bet he own. owns the Downy. He, bu- he bought it. <laughs> I don't
0: know. He, <laughs> it's he bought
1: Downy. Yeah. It says, the last film we saw... Uh, okay, so they're, they're talking about the series. I would like to see them do uh, Irene Adler. Since that's the one that yeah. I think that they would do. Uh, just because uh, we're not going to get... Um, we're not going to get this for a while. But also, this is going to be more common. Like, the Batman just came out right and the batman before that movie even came out they announced multiple tv series on hbo max related to it now so i think what they're going to be doing is the movies cost a fair amount to make but they're going to be used basically as ways to as funneling promotion into these television series. So go see the Batman movie. But what you'll get in addition to that is you'll also maybe you'll get the sequel down the line. Sure. But you'll get the penguin show based on Colin Farrell's penguin. You'll get Gotham PD based on uh, um, Jeffrey Wright's uh, Gordon. So they're going to use the movies as basically high uh, expense promotional material for the for the streaming services which get them more continuous money i like, don't
0: like that see i don't like the whole sequel and spinoff thing and i know i just said that about sherlock holmes being great be great Jr. but that is uh, like i said before it was that is because i like guy Ritchie, and it's also because the source material yeah. sir arthur conan doyle was a fantastic author yeah when he gets something like batman I feel like there's less material to there's
1: use. there's arguably more great Batman material it's you just think so? more of it is uh a lot of it is tied up in rights a lot of it's tied up in like uh how do you ad- adapt certain stories um it's just a different medium it's
0: possible uh, that they just need to come up with something new
1: it's it's a different medium so uh but for this uh like I I see like do 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 a, do a third Downey Jr. movie yeah. I, I don't say he's not too old that. No, no, is he, yeah. he's, no, he's, he's got to right be in like, his, 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 his mid fifties or something yeah. like that. Uh, I would like to see more, like more of the more obscure Conan Doyle stories done. Uh, one thing I liked good. about one one thing that they took liberties with on Elementary that wasn't really explicitly talked about in in the books is uh, addiction. Meaning that there's the talk about him using chemicals because of uh, the way his brain works. It helps with uh, dealing with being
2: a super genius.
1: A su- yeah, basically, like.
2: You've read the
0: original stories, yeah. right? Yep. It's a theme. Yeah. Like He's very heavily addicted.
1: But they don't talk about recovery the same right. way. It's uh, like, but in the in the in the show Elementary, they they made him being in recovery part of it because it's a modern day interpretation. Just, um, and then the I guess you could call Sherlock modern, but it's not like they took that theme as modern. It's just their cell phones. There's. General technology and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Right. So I prefer like I like the more uh, time ambiguous stuff these days because it keeps them from using cliches in the writing. Yeah.
2: It keeps it fresh. Yeah. Like, I'm only partial to the Benedict Cumberbatch one because that's what I watched as a kid. Yeah. There you go. That's yep. it.
1: Did, see, I didn't like the ones with the sister in in that one because then it didn't even feel like like Sherlock anymore. It felt mm-hmm. like a a super like they were trying to make like a, a spy thriller, yeah. a spy like superhero type esque thriller. Uh, and it didn't really work That's the same way. That's not what it is. Yeah. No, it's not. So yeah. And, of course, Benedict Cumberbatch is incredible uh, as an actor. So that helps. That's true. So we'll see where this goes. Uh, I would see that they could do a Watson spinoff. Do do Watson as like a field medic in in the military. Yeah. Has there been a
2: Moriarty one? There should That's be. That's actually, yeah. I was thinking that would be a great one.
1: Uh, I, who played Moriarty in? Oh, fuck, I don't
0: remember. I don't remember. Sorry. The,
1: arguably, the guy who played Moriarty in Sherlock is far more... Uh, memorable he
2: did a good job he did a
1: fantastic job yeah. did you know that moriarty in elementary was played by a girl
0: no was oh. played
1: by uh oh, what's her name hmm. she's uh a, a very famous uh british actress from game of thrones she oh, she no, was only no. able to do uh a couple of episodes too because she was such a big uh um i'd
0: say maybe tilda swinton but no oh, much no. younger
1: than oh no far in the in the no far better looking than that
0: I she's <laughs> like a very clue yeah she's like a very androgynous face till this one so that's what i was thinking
1: that wasn't meant to be mean i'm just saying younger uh, yeah that's I, w- I was not trying to be oh uh natalie dormer um, Oh yeah. so she plays uh she's she, she plays uh, uh moriarty um as a female jamie Mo-
0: moriarty yeah. jamie moriarty. right yeah yeah um, and
1: it's it's mm. done fairly well, but not nearly as well as the guy who played him in in, in Sherlock. So. Yeah,
0: Moriarty is supposed to be very menacing. I they, don't think a woman could pull that off.
1: They did it in this because Watson is a woman in, in elementary. Um, oh. Joan Watson, played by Lucy Liu. Oh,
0: that's right. Yeah, yep, which
1: I'm a big fan of. That's great. Race and gender swaps work when you don't brag about it like you're changing the world. Right. Which I will harp on every time. It's
0: like a surprise to people. They're like, oh, that's Watson. That's yeah. interesting. Huh.
1: Plus, she was able to like. She has to like do the thing where she's like kind of always exasperated by like how, how like how <laughs> yeah. is. and she has this kind of like. It gets kind of old in the later seasons because she just looks angry all the time. They all just look angry all the time. Yeah, uh, yeah. but in the earlier seasons, it, it plays off well as she's just like exasperated by. I like, think
2: it's better on a man because you would expect a woman to be all like yeah. frazzled, you know. Uh,
1: and in the show, like yeah. she's uh she's like uh she's a doctor. She's like a surgeon who retired, and uh, she's. Played as like this very competent and uh like capable character, but she doesn't pick up the detective work stuff right away. It takes time, right. and they build that up. Right. So, all right, Vogue Boss. Oh yeah, Vogue Boss. Doesn't this is. Uh, do you want to you want to read this one? Uh, sure. Do you want to read this one?
2: Okay. The boss wears Prada. The workers get nada. Oh, what was the one you said earlier? Oh,
1: what was I? I came up with my own. Uh, <laughs>
2: it was so good. I, I
1: don't. Re- what was the company? I, I don't remember the company. I, I made another. I, I made a. I made a joke regarding um,
2: <laughs> the boss wears Jimmy Choo. No, that was that was not that, that one. That, there
1: was there was a funnier one at the beginning. I, I think about it. I should uh, I should have written it down. Yeah. What the heck? But I was like, I would like to be hired to be a sign maker for yeah. for companies. I, I for think I could. Man. Do that, uh, <laughs> I think I could do that.
2: Uh, Vogue boss Anna Wintour faces employees' mutiny over pay and unethical practices. Oh, not good. Yes. So she's getting 500-ish protesters outside of her Manhattan townhome. Is that a lot? From Conde Nast. It does seem like a lot. <laughs> one 500? of the signs yeah. says Conde Nasty. Oh, I like that's that one. Good. Good. That's, good. That's, that's quite good. a lot. Yeah, it's good. I like that
0: one, but it says the editor-in-chief of Vogue has been on a mission to preserve her legacy and make the fashion bible more woke. <laughs> so this is the backlash to yes. wokeness. This, this,
1: no, no, That's no, no. This is this is this is funnier. This they is,
2: want to be more woke.
1: They're they're basically they're like the they, they call for like the the practices and hiring to well, change. It's,
2: it's backfiring on her.
0: Yes, interesting. Because it's
1: never enough. She brought yeah. in a
0: bunch of woke people and now they're being woke at her.
1: Yes. Um. Well, they're, they're like they're <laughs> we'll they they use the term tokenization here. So they call for, like, tokenized hiring uh, and then get mad when tokenized hiring happens.
0: It's a you, dangerous game to play. Yep.
1: Well, so want to say you can't, you can never be politically correct enough. You can never be progressive enough. Yeah. So, especially in fashion, uh, I imagine that this is uh, probably going to become more of a problem uh, as time goes on. So it's a, do you want to keep or shy read?
2: Uh, you can read. Okay, so
1: it says, as one of fashion's most influential stars, Dame Anna Winter is it or Winter or Winter?
2: Winter. Winter
1: is no stranger to controversy, but the editor in chief of Vogue, who has been on a mission to preserve her legacy and make the fashion bible more woke, has now found herself at the center of an escalating staff mutiny over allegations of tokenistic hiring decisions and poor pay and conditions. Workers last year staged protests outside of uh, Dame Anna's Manhattan townhouse chanting, you can't eat prestige, and the boss wears Prada and the workers get nada. They're right about that, uh, about the, you know, like, so the idea is, like, you can come work for her, uh, and because you're working for Vogue, it's yeah, prestigious. Yeah, you're paid
2: with the name and the right. credibility of it all. This
1: happens in skating, all the time as companies like it's an honor to ride for this company. So you shouldn't expect to get paid. Just getting free skates is enough.
2: But there is something to that, especially from Vogue. I think it is a valuable resume Builder and that's probably why people Settle for getting underpaid just To be involved in the company and demand yeah. Like
1: even if they're making like 50 grand a year in Manhattan that's Basically the same thing as living in the that's street not enough, yeah. That's- they
2: are barely surviving Yeah, So
1: hard. it says uh, workers Last year staged a protest outside of her House and it says uh, and now 400 Employees of con- how do you pronounce it Condé Nast. Condé,
0: Nast. Yeah. Condé
1: Nast Vogue's parent company Which also includes the New Yorker and Glenn Magazines have formed a union to protest against what they describe as the corporation's unethical practices. It'll always be unethical to them.
0: How are they saying it's unethical?
1: One of the union's most vocal members. Don't they have to? Like, do unions really work if it's not skilled labor?
0: Unions don't work. Period. We don't need unions. But
1: I'm saying, like, like. I understand where it comes from for people who have like in like trades or doctors or stuff where like they have to go to school. These
2: people think they are skilled laborers. Yes. So this was happening. This (laughs) was happening. Special
1: in the comic industry right now, Mm -hmm. where like the like the the office staff are were like unionizing, but they're not the people that make the money for the company. So this is one of the union's most vocal members. Courtney Spearman has uh, personally accused the company of using people of color like her for, to fulfill a diversity quota. And in a two minute video circulating to rally support, members of the staff are seen declaring we're burned out. We're underpaid. We're unionizing for a future where any workers from any background can thrive. They're just going to get fired. Right. Hopefully they'll just get I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that <laughs> I'm not saying I want them to. I'm saying, won't this just be what this is what happened when Kickstarter unionized people the 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 people just got fired
0: yeah unionizing puts such a target on your back and you need to think carefully about whether you want to do it and why
1: says, another source told Anna, uh, everyone answers to Anna. The idea that she's not involved, given all the effort she's been putting in lately to make Vogue woke, is hard to swallow. The workers are rising up in a mutiny, and Karl Marx is literally cheering from his grave, I'm sure. London will be next. Uh, The legendary magazine editor has, in recent years, been attempting to atone for their past missteps. She apologized to staff for race-related mistakes in an internet email, and one editorial meeting is rumored to have been declared, why are there so many white people in the room? (laughs)
2: It's very forward with that uh, comment. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's exhausting. It is. Um, how can you feel bad for her? I, like, this yeah, reminded me right. to look into this this earlier story where she appointed this new editor-in-chief for oh, Teen Vogue. And I remember this. I'm sure she has, like, zero creative involvement in Teen Vogue at this point. Um, we were joking earlier. It's It's like... Would Karl Marx like your lip gloss? That, that's what it is. That,
1: that's what um, uh, that's what Teen Vogue is. Yeah.
2: Her name was Alexi McCannon or something oh, like yeah, that. I remember her? And before she even began her position, she got fired because yep. they dug up old tweets of hers during the whole Stop Asian Hate. Yeah. Thank, wagon. thank you
1: for saying dug up and not resurfaced. No, as they did not resurface. As yeah. if they magically sprouted out of nowhere. Yes. Like, imagine Twitter just starts implementing a function where they just like repost one of your old tweets. <laughs> no, and, like, you can't turn it off. Like, you just every day you have to be like, what the hell did I post yesterday? Oh, and then like you have to like uh, keep a lookout on your computer and like look back at what you posted on that day. And then right at twelve oh one when it reposts it, you got to delete it really quickly. So uh, you can only delete <laughs> the new post. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so well you know that's what that's what, i'm sure a lot of these celebrities are feeling this way like what the like you, like what, what what did i say yeah. 10 years ago that's a become pretty common practice like when somebody gets hired for like a big position they just go through and scrub their social media to make sure that there's nothing on there that people can yeah. use against them yeah i did find this article to go with it oddly enough um from teen vogue Hmm. Uh, the fashion industry called for diversity, but has it changed? Experts weigh in. <laughs> um, and, and the, and the article basically says exactly. It says uh, it's an interesting position we're in where people care and they want help. And then it's sort of like, okay, well, what is going to, what is going to concretely make any kind of difference within the industry now that we have the spotlight. And they talk about how they got some of these changes made. It says, uh, where is this? it says sharp? This, there was a specific paragraph I was looking for. Um, Yeah, it says they talk about how these basically it was all surface level and they don't actually care about these changes. But this is what happens when you force the company to make them. It's not. Uh, they can claim all they want in their mission statement. I love these companies always have mission statements oh. when really every company mission statement, if it was being honest, would be like profit more next quarter. Yes. Because that's technically, <laughs> their, that is technically their mission, but it's always some corporate speak, like looking to improve the the diverse hiring of multiple groups. And it's, you know, it's it always ends with synergy somehow. It's got the word synergy in it.
2: Diversity um, and interconnecting perspective. Yes
1: exactly that's that's exactly <laughs> what it would say and you just you can like literally see the pr person who wrote <laughs> this like yeah. first job out of college or like i have been waiting so long to use these words that nobody like speaking in a way that no human being ever actually talks but there's this paragraph at the end here it says i think because there's so much focus on not on outwardly not being canceled or not being called out for what uh calling called out they're not really taking the time to shift Inward fashion stylist and costume designer Zarina Akers told Teen Vogue We're sitting in the boardroom. Who's in the meetings? Who was in on the who was on the Zoom calls that is approving of all this stuff? Are they are you empowering their voice to speak when it's necessary? Do we have a diverse do we have diverse opinions in the room? That's how it really starts. The opinions are never diverse.
0: Never diverse. It's never. always the
1: same opinions, it's just that they look different. In a
0: different face. Yes, yeah. that's
1: uh, it's surface level, which for a fashion magazine I guess is right on brand <laughs> um is that wrong am i wrong about that is there something well, deeper
2: fashion is very politicized but it all has to come to the same conclusions do you guys believe in get woke go broke yes I've well been wondering. Tech, at the
1: corporate level no uh, no. At the corporate level, though, no, most of these companies are too big to fail.
2: Yeah, because there's something
0: called, we maybe shouldn't get into it on this show, but there's something called ESGs that companies adhere to. I, I, I talk about environmental are, social yeah, governance from time to they're time. They're outside um, of, like, actual hmm. profits. They it's don't
1: have rich. to, they don't have to make as much money because they're subsidized by focusing on environmental causes, social issues, and in uh, yeah. proper this is governance. This what
0: shareholders and investors are looking for. So if
1: yeah. you're, if you're a publicly traded company, this helps. If you're private, right. less so, right? right. Like, so yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't really matter when you're a company the size of Vogue. Uh, but yes, we, we don't need to get into this heavily. But Get Woke, Go Broke, maybe for like a smaller company. Yeah. For something like yes. this, no. Somewhere uh, you
0: actually have market forces coming to bear on it, I think so. Yeah. Something that's kind of insulated from the real world, maybe not so much.
1: Yep. I guess that's our own fault. Late-stage capitalism or something. <laughs> I, I hate yeah. that term. All right. <laughs> I've got one more thing to talk about, and we're going to end on a positive note because somebody an actor finally did what I always tell them to do when they get criticized and when they get insulted. So, uh, I did a very, um, rampant, I, I, I ranted for about 15 minutes about the show. Um, it was nonsensical and awful, but the show was, for, the, the show was worse than being nonsensical and awful. It was boring. Oh no. Um, and to me, that's the greatest sin of all. Yeah. Uh, it was, uh, all the, my joke was that, uh, all of the the women in charge didn't even look like cool women in charge. It wasn't like Gina Carano was manning the ship. It was a bunch of wine moms uh, and and wine moms don't look like they do the best when they're leading intergalactic wars. Karen is not Karen is not a warlord. Karen is not a ship a ship's leader. She She's a not minivan. a captain. She drives a minivan. She doesn't drive a spaceship. Yeah. So that's what this felt like to me. Mm. Uh, and I went off on the show. And I'm not even a fan of the Halo video games. This is about the uh, an actor from the show Halo that just came out uh, based on the video games. Um, and basically, he got a lot of criticism. The whole show did got a lot of criticism mm. for being developing its own canon rather than following the games, taking off his helmet early on, even though the character never does that in the games, really. Uh, I didn't have a problem with him taking it off. I didn't think he should do it so early in the show. They played it as if it was really important, but it when it happens within the first hour of television, how is that? It, it doesn't have the there weight. There was no but,
2: build up. There
1: was no buildup. The, like, the, well, that's the thing. They tried to do it as if there was buildup, and you're just like, It's a guy. Yeah. It's a guy. I'm not emotionally connected to this guy. In fact, most of the show that I complained about was like, it was all just people on the ship talking about annoying stuff that nobody in the middle of intergalactic war would ever talk about. My favorite part was like a girl who's complaining that she's never going to get promoted because her mom was like in charge of the ship. And I'm like, you're in a a war, dude. Nobody complain. what? Why are we talking about this? That's weird. Like I said, boring. So (laughs) this guy got a lot of criticism and instead of lashing out at people, he- did what i believe would be the right thing to do he he was very he was very amicable he was very professional uh and he says uh, he indicates in his response to many of the fans uh, that found themselves against the TV show in the lead up to its release upon hearing from the 343 Studios or uh, Industries and Kiki Wolfkill, which is the coolest name ever, uh, mm-hmm. that it wouldn't take a direct adaptation. His quote was Huge thanks to everyone who supported our show. We were in the second most streamed piece of entertainment in the US last week behind the Oscars <laughs> best winner speech. <laughs> oh, best picture winner. I was like, if it's best, uh, yeah, that,
3: so, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> it says,
1: it says, for the fans rooting against the home team who hated the show before they saw it and disagree with what we are doing, I respect your opinion and I love you too because the truth is we love the same thing and I will keep working my ass off each and every day to make this show the best version of itself to bring attention and to respect the Halo universe we love. For all of us. That's, very that's nice. all you have. That's literally all you have to yeah. do. I do think fans was a bit of a, a dig because yeah. he put it in quotes, but <laughs> I, if he did, then he's an expert level digger
0: yeah like like he he took
1: it out like if he did that on purpose then i give him credit for his subtlety uh at taking digs at people but i don't know if that was the purpose of that but the rest of it was as amicable as you could make something like that to be and that's all people are usually asking for
0: he has the high ground now yeah he does
1: he's not gonna he didn't come out and say well all the fans who don't like it are evil and bad and go f yourself which is what a lot of people in these industries are want to do. You know, it's uh, they always have to clap back. They can never just be professional. Right. Uh, I don't think that's too much to ask when you're uh, manning like a billion, well, I guess not a billion dollar franchise, but the games are absolutely a billion dollar franchise. Isn't
0: it interesting though that we normal plebs have to be professional. Yes. But the more money and power you get, the less professional you have to be. Yep. Isn't you're- that strange to you? Shouldn't you need to be more professional?
1: Rules for the but not for me. I don't like that. As they say. Don't like that. Um, but he gets, he gets my respect yeah. for at least yeah, because yeah. there, there was a lot of hatred for the show. And it, you think comic book fans are hard to please video game fans are going to be even harder to maybe please. maybe he
0: looked at the script and he was like oh they're not gonna like this i'm sure he did well i'm sure i don't
1: know like i said i don't know if he's connected to the source material or if he plays the games he's in he's probably in an age range where he probably gamed growing up and, and played stuff like that but yeah. um just all you have to do is show a little grace a little humility and you will go a long way in winning people back like arguably maybe the show gets worse and it just goes off the rails it already got uh, approved for season two before Boy. season one even aired but now he's got a lot more goodwill going into the going into the work somebody like me who all they're looking for is that is now giving him the benefit of the doubt rather than crapping on them more which is what i would have done if he would have responded the opposite way if he had responded like oh you guys all suck we'd be making the same segment except i'd be
3: pissed
2: yeah so there is one thing i dislike about his response which is just that it's like i respect your opinion he didn't really respond to any criticism with maybe he knows that he why it was done a certain way or why he supports the way it was done
1: my guess is that he doesn't have to like even if he does in the world we live in now they're going to have a rebuttal anyways so then it's just going to become a back and forth so the amicable a broad uh, uh, po- political answer is like, and that said, that's all I'm looking for is like fake decorum.
2: You're yeah. so easily pleased, well, Brett. That's... And but, but thanks I'm all... for not having <laughs> utter disdain for me. <laughs> but I'm I'm like, always... what do you mean? That's good. I'm but glad. I'm,
1: that's the world we live in now, where I'm shocked <laughs> no. by not shown by not being shown disdain.
0: That is professionalism. Yeah. Professionalism is very much a case of kind of faking it till you make it. You don't feel genuine when you're being professional all the time, but you know that you're in a workspace in a place where you need to present the image of a person who feels this way. Yep. It's very much acting.
1: And yeah, it's like yeah. these people should be great they at it. Should be it's great. what they do yeah, for a living. Exactly. They, they shouldn't you know, have this problem, yeah. but they do. Loose. <laughs> so, uh, you know, like, I guess I'm just so jaded by like comic professionals. Like if you don't like my books, don't read them, which is like the opposite of what you should be saying. If you're, if like you're, you know, you only make money per page and then you only then get royalties. If you make over a certain amount, you should be like, Hey, maybe we don't agree on everything, but if you go out there and support this book, I will do my best to, to make the best product for everyone.
2: You don't even have to mean well, it they respond yeah. negatively because their egos are so wrapped I up in what so. they're doing
0: yeah I think that ties back to what we were saying about echo chambers everyone constantly mm-hmm. tells them they're right they have no issues ever everyone constantly agrees with them and then if someone ever comes out and is
2: like oh you did this wrong they're like oh, I don't do things it's a personal well. attack yeah, all the time that's, the time yeah. yeah. instead they, of a criticism of a piece of art right
1: and that's why we, we take a lot of issue with like when they hire people based on um, characteristics rather than merit Exactly. a lot of times then then they can't separate their work from their uh from their character and so they take everything as a personal attack uh like like when people uh like like i was telling her like i've had to find a way to handle like like i don't like looking at the comments here because most of the stuff people say about the show is fairly good yeah and the the negative stuff is like "Eh, it's not my thing whatever okay um that's fine (laughs) but like for instance like when people insult my skating I don't care. I've been doing it for so long that I am so confident and comfortable with who I am in that realm that you can say whatever you want. I know you're either wrong or it's such a subjective art form that you, it's just not your thing. Whatever. Here, when you're being judged based on your opinions and your delivery and the ability to play to a camera and put on a show, it's not necessarily something that I'm not that I'm new at, as far as like sharing my opinions. But when you're putting it out in your, it's your your ideas that are now open for interpretation. You have to learn to not take that personally.
0: That's true. And I always said that if I were to tell young people people young ladies especially how to prepare themselves for going on social media it would involve um, a lot of self-reflection and self-awareness and being like, I know the truth about myself. This is something that I had to learn hard and fast because it was like, I'm not a racist. You yeah. can call me whatever you want. I know the truth about yeah. myself. I matter. still
1: struggle with these, like outside of skating, I still struggle with like as much self-reflection as I do, just not, you know, having the confidence to know who you are right. and that not let what people say about you uh, affect your opinions. And
0: the other thing about opinions is that they are not falsifiable. That nope. means if you hold an opinion, no one gets to tell you that you are objectively wrong. Yep. you think that because of whatever led you to that point, your own life experience
1: yep absolutely does it do, do, i I'm guessing opinions of others don't bother you.
2: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> anything that's criticism against me, I'll take it in stride. Definitely
1: have to learn, and from a uh, from the newer generation where their lives have been online from day one, they have to learn to do. That and the internet the used
2: to be a far nastier place, yeah, it used to be way worse, <laughs> way way harder I to st- get banned yeah. back yeah. in the day. Yeah, way harder to get. There banned, was no such thing even.
1: There was a there's a site for rollerblading called Roller News, and that's how you 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 basically found yourself in the industry is Everyone posted their edits, and they get posts on Roller News, and the comments would just be the most vile. People did
2: not rude. hold back. No. Uh, well, was, I uh, wish it was still like that. Back then, too, well, yeah. back then
1: it was because like you could have like you didn't have to have an account so you could post your name could be like, you know, uh, jerkhead32 <laughs> has this to say about your skating and like calling it discourse is the is like the most like generous <laughs> thing is like wow great section i hope you die in a fire like that's what that's that's the type of stuff you would hear like (laughs) that's the type of stuff you'd hear so it's like you had to be very like you had to learn to have a thick skin very early on it's weird that it's an issue in publishing because that used to be a very common trope like if you wanted to work in publishing you needed to have a thick skin because you're constantly going to have your ideas challenged right Right.
3: Exactly.
1: So I don't know. I guess we have to do that here. We yeah. have to learn to be, uh, we all here have a uh, skill. Uh, we've had to learn that here working here just cause of where we are.
0: Yeah. Right. Absolutely.
1: Yes. Fantastic stuff. So all I'm saying is guys, just don't be mean to people when your work gets criticized and don't call them evil. And you're going to get my, uh, thumbs up approval. And that's, <laughs> that's how low my standards are when it comes to celebrities these days. Just it. don't call everyone evil.
2: Yeah. That's fair.
1: Do <laughs> that again. Is that, that, yeah, thumbs up. Yep.
2: Big thumbs up.
1: Big thumbs up. All right. Well, uh, are you oh. looking? Are you looking? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay.
0: Thank you. you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for coming. You for oh, me. I was also told Chris. It's like you lower your voice when you're switching segments. I got to stop doing that. Oh yeah. Apparently, I do that.
0: <laughs> It'll become natural. I didn't notice. Yeah, it gets really easy.
1: Well, he he said that. He's like, you lower your voice when you're when you're changing segments, and I'm like, no. Yeah, I, yeah,
0: do. No, I do. I was yeah. like, I had to think about
1: it. I was like, yes, I do. Yeah. So
0: it's challenging. I know.
1: Tell everyone where they can find you on social media. You
0: guys can find me on social media at Sarah Patch on Twitter, and minds.com. Andy also put together Sarah dot me for me. If you want to go and look at all my socials in one place. And you guys can also catch me tonight on Timcast IRL with Will Chamberlain. Thank you so much.
2: Yeah. Thank you for having me.
1: Mary, where can they find you?
2: You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at closer kitty. And like I said last time, an active Instagram page for the pod is coming soon. Yeah. I, saw,
1: I saw you were working on it today. Yes. I saw Dane talking mm-hmm. about it. Cool, yeah. Excellent. Guys, you can follow me on Instagram at Brett Uh You can say all the mean things you want about... Pop culture and skating. There, it's fine. I can take it. Uh, for the show, please go to the YouTube channel. Uh, subscribe to the channel. Like the videos. Leave comments on the videos. It helps and it makes me very happy. Uh, I like it a lot. Uh, in the description box for all of those videos is a link to the Spotify playlist. It has the whole uh, the whole show start to finish. It is the best way to listen to the podcast with all of the witty banter that uh, some of it gets cut off when, so you, witty. when you cut the thing. Yeah, uh, I'm being very I'm giving I'm being very generous to myself yeah. right there. Yes. Uh, so uh, we're not just on Spotify. We're on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, and on Pandora. You can find us on social media for now. It is just on Twitter, at popculture underscore show. And we are on Facebook and on TikTok. And Dana will be made very happy if you follow us there. It is at popculturecrisis. And we will be back with another episode tomorrow. See you then, guys. Bye.